the most intimidating fast bowlers. And a cricket journo, not afraid to take the strike. Yeah! Oh, how about it? This is the fast and the curious. Mitchell Johnson and Bonnie Rayner, your home for all forms of summer's game. A very big hello and welcome to The Fast and the Curious, your new home of all things cricket. We're brought to you by Tab Touch and we're stoked to be dropping a new episode every single week as we get stuck into this bumper four-test Border Gavaskar Trophy series against India. I'm Bonnie Rayner, cricket journalist at the West Australian, and I've got 313 less test wickets than the man sitting next to me, perhaps. <laughs> the fieriest left arm quick to ever don the baggy green. Welcome aboard, Mitchell Johnson. Great to be here, Bonnie. Thanks for the intro. Do you think that's a fair whack? Do you think you are the angriest left left armour Australia has ever seen, or is that not right? Oh, I'd probably be up there, I think, yeah. Who else is in contention? Mitchell Stark gets pretty fired up. He gets fired up, yeah. I mean, left armers, there's not too many of us, but um, maybe if I look at a right armer, like a Merv Hughes back in the day. Um, you Dennis, did try to rival him with the Mo as well. Yeah, you can't rival no. those guys. The, the <laughs> Mo's they had back in the day were, were brilliant. Caterpillars. Yeah, I know. Well, they, they actually grew them from when they were teenagers, I think. <laughs> right. So that's, what, that's where you went wrong. Yeah. You well, didn't I, start early enough. Well, the thing is, I actually couldn't really grow a Mo. So the one I had in that 13, 14 Ashes was pretty lucky that it turned out the way it did. Lucky. You yes. had a bit of luck that series, didn't you? Yeah. 37 odd wickets. Yeah. A yeah. little bit of luck. A little bit, little bit angry through <laughs> that series. A tiny bit of talent. Yeah. Bit of, a bit of anger. <laughs> oh my God. Um, now we often get to read your thoughts um, in your column in the Sunday Times, which is really cool. So now it's great to have you on board in the podcast as well, hear it from the horse's mouth. I really liked your article this week on um, who you want to see as Australia's next test captain. You said Travis Head. Yep. And I think uh, how I sort of explain that as well, uh, I think he's a very, very good player. He's got a good cricket mind. Um, he's captained before for his state. And I just want to see him play consistent cricket. I think when he plays consistent cricket, then he's definitely one of those guys that can captain for his country. So do you think it's a bit of a backward move then that they've taken his vice-captaincy role off him this summer? Yeah, maybe that will just push him to really work a, a bit harder to get that consistency. He's got the the right personnel around uh, in the team, the Australian team, with Justin Langer. Uh, the coach um, is very passionate, as we know, and works really hard with with his team. Um, it's not just you know he's not just a, a coach. He actually gets involved and and he really is hands on. Um, works with the players, and, and Travis Head would be a guy that would be speaking so much to. Uh, Justin Langer about those kind of opportunities that are ahead. 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 Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And he's he's not lacking any experience, is he, with his captaining his state for so many years now despite still being pretty young. Um, so he's got a lot of experience under his belt. Yep. Slightly less serious. Did you see the most recent game of credit card roulette on all of their oh, yeah. Instagram stories <laughs> over the last few days? So I saw Travis Head on Fox Cricket last night doing a live cross while they were at dinner playing credit card roulette. Were you ever on the receiving end of um, any unlucky finishes? Uh, maybe one or two. Yeah, you, you do miss out. Um, but look, it's all good fun. The, the it's, it's actually it's good to see Payne get it. It's actually really good when a captain gets it because They're they get that. They're probably on captain's they bonus, get the aren't they? Captain's bonus, yeah. So I don't know what he's complaining about. He should be, <laughs> you know, he should be happy with it all and looking after the boys. I think he finished it up by saying, "I'm eating in for a week now." After he got stung. Yeah, come on, 
Be real. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's living up to his uh, reputation as a bit of a stinge. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, <laughs> I think he, he probably spends more on hair product, uh, Painy. He, he likes to, yeah, have the, the spare cash for that. But, um, no, nah, it was good to see the, the guys having a bit of fun and having a team dinner together and bonding. Yeah, really good as well to see them have a couple of days to come together because we'll get to this a bit later, but the preparation has been so compromised leading into this summer given the COVID world we live in, the IPL taking place up until nearly mid-November, yep. hotel quarantine, white ball series. With the um, first one day or on November 27, all of the IPL players only got out of quarantine the night before. So yeah. in a previous world, if you only had two days before your first test match, you'd say that was nothing. But really for those boys to have these few days in Adelaide before the test, it's probably a, a massive blessing in disguise compared to last series. Oh, it's changing so much with this year with how it's panned out. But I think the guys... Uh, or the players that are in that situation, um, probably in just in the sporting world, they understand what the situation is. So you just have to deal with it um, and and just go with it. I think be as prepared as you can be. The, these, I mean, the staff that is around the Australian team, they know what they're doing. Their fitness trainers are giving guys things to do in the rooms. Um, so they, they're moving around. They're not just sitting around lazing about. Um, so they're doing enough stuff away from... Um, uh, of the game while they are waiting. So, yeah, very different circumstances, but I think they've handled it really well and you just have to adapt to it. Mm, yeah, COVID world that we now live in. Now, months ago we thought we might not be able to get India here. Then we thought we might only get them for Red Bull cricket and we surpassed the White Ball series that was meant to be played in late January. Now they're here and we're less than 24 hours out from the first ball, under lights, pink ball swinging around at Adelaide Oval. Um, how excited are you for this test match? Is it, is it one of the most exciting out of the four, given the pink ball? Um, well, it's been an interesting sort of, uh, you know, couple of months leading in. Um, India's coming, they're not coming. They're making a lot of decisions as they as they normally <laughs> no, do. The BCCI doesn't have any control, uh, do they? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it finally, yeah, we're, we're we're not far away now. Um, as you know, my, the pink ball isn't my favourite sort of game to. Uh, well, I played one shield game of pink ball and it was okay. Uh, I don't think it's tradition, but look, the, the game is changing. I've just talked about. Uh, how we have to adapt with COVID. We have to adapt with this game. <laughs> and you want to adapt with the pink ball. We have to adapt. Yeah, I just think um, as long as there's a fair contest between bat and ball, then I'm happy. Uh, and I think actually with how things have been going in the recent months with the IPL, I think both teams will actually be able to adapt pretty quickly because the pink ball does swing around a little bit. Uh, the pitches will probably have a little bit more grass on it at Adelaide. Um, so I think it's going to be a pretty good contest. And uh, both teams are in decent form. Um, I think India will be uh, – they're going to miss um, Coley when he goes. So this he's is going to be good. a big – He scores a few runs sometimes. Well, I think he's got 300s in the last six, six innings yeah. at Adelaide, I think, um, was a stat that I saw this morning. And Happy hunting ground. Happy hunting – yeah, so I sort of don't like the fact that we're, we're playing in, uh, India there first – because he but is so good there. we know their resistance to starting the summer at Brisbane, given our unbelievable record at the Gabba. Exactly. 31 years undefeated. We, we have to play at the Gabba generally. But again, we, we, we are at Adelaide and that's it. We, we have to adapt to that. Um, I think the bowling attack is, is unbelievable. The Australian bowling attack um, have the, the powers to um, run through India. So I think they will really miss Coley when he goes and they'll miss that fire uh, what he brings as a captain, um, what he brings as a batsman. 
Um, there are amazing players in the Indian team, no doubt. Uh, Bajara, Rahane, uh, they've got plenty of guys with the ball, Shami, um, Bumrah. They've got plenty of really, really good talent, talented guys there, but I think they'll just miss that aggression that Coley brings. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go after this Adelaide test uh, and see if they can still put up a good fight because they do definitely get behind Coley and, and they get their you know chests out and, and puffed up. And He's got and that fire in his eyes, definitely, he? Definitely, definitely. So I, I think I'm predicting Australia will win this series. I, I'm, this is going to be a tight one, the first one. So I'm going to probably say... Oh, I'd like to say 4 0 to Australia. Oh, but cool. I think it's going to be a. You think we can get a result at the MCG? A few people have said. Now, that's the thing, yeah. MCG is it's, it's very flat. It's a road. It is a road. <laughs> um, but you can get a bit of reverse swing there as well. They're dangerous with reverse swing, the Indians. Uh, so it might be a whoever bats first and gets a big total um, sort of game, that one. Um, I want to say 3 1. 3-1 for the series and narrowing in on this first up match that starts tomorrow, mm. who's going to be smiling come stumps on day five, Monday night? Uh, I, I will say Australia just because of that that bowling attack. Richard uh, Stark, pink ball. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's going to be on fire. He loves that pink ball, the ball swinging around. Cummins is, is outstanding, Hazelwood. Lyon will come into the game. He's, he's done well with the pink ball as well, getting a bit of bounce. And it'll be good to see Green just bowl a few overs as well. I think um, India will be a bit weary of him um, after the last uh, Australia A match. And, um, yeah, I think I think Australia will get through. Uh, the, the, the batting at the top we don't really know yet, uh, but that middle order is, is really strong for Australia. Um, so I'm going to go Australia. It's certainly a mouthwatering clash to come at Adelaide Oval, so who better to bring in to preview all of the action than the man who's played a bit of cricket in Adelaide, maybe, say, 15 to 16 years' worth, former test opener Greg Blewett. Greg, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Now, as I mentioned, you've seen a couple of pitches rolled out at Adelaide Oval. How do you think this will be looking? We're 24 hours out from day one. Yeah, I think there'll be a little bit in it, actually. Um, I spoke to Travis Head uh, a couple of days ago, and, and they've been training under lights the last three or four days, um, set a wicket at the Adelaide Oval, and he's saying that most of the batsmen couldn't lay bat on our bowlers. So I don't know whether it's how good our bowlers are or um, whether there's, you know, obviously a little bit offering in the pitch. So um, I think, you know, if you ask most of the, the test players, around the country, they all say that probably um, Adelaide's the most even contest between bat and ball. So, um, yeah, I don't expect it to be a really high-scoring test match. I think, you know, I think batting first, if you can get a score between 250 and, and 300, I think you've done pretty well. But, um, you know, both teams have got some, some real star quality about them. So, you know, if one or two players really get in against the pink ball, in the right conditions, then you can score heavily. But I, I expect it to be a bit of a battle against the ball, to be honest. Uh, Bluey, it's Mitch here. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah. Um, do you think the pitch over the last couple of years has changed because of that pink ball? Um, it does move around a lot more. And, and I know playing uh, shield cricket in the past, it's definitely been a pitch that bowlers are okay at the start. Uh, they can swing the ball a little bit, but as the game goes on, the spinners come in, um, et cetera, et cetera. But do you think because of that pink ball, it has changed a lot over the last few years? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, Damien Hoff is the, the curator here and does a, a great job. And, um, you know, now that they, they put the pitches, they take the pitches in and out, obviously, with the AFL, um, I think that's just the way that it sort of progressed. Um, I think you're right, largely because of the, the pink ball, they want to probably leave a little bit more grass on the pitch than than what they have in, in previous generations. Um, but having said that, I, you know, I've been around the Shield team for the last three years and probably the scores have been going up at the Adelaide Oval since since I've been around. Um, so, yeah, at different times it, it does do a little bit, but then once the ball gets a little bit softer, it's, it's really good to bat on. Um, it's probably not been as dry as, as, as usual as well. Um, so, yeah, you don't get the prodigious spin maybe at the end, but... You know, the fact that, as you would know, Jono being a left-hander and Mitch Stark being in the side, you know, provides a lot of rough for Nathan Lyon. So I expect Nathan Lyon to, to play a huge role in this test match as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm in pretty elusive company here. I'm chatting to Test Caps 363 and 398 with me in studio. And we heard coach Justin Langer say yesterday that Cameron Green will receive baggy green number 459, provided he can pass a fitness test tomorrow after that nasty blow to the head last week. Such an exciting young talent. We're pretty obsessed with him over here in WA Bluey. What do you make of the decision to play him first up? No, he's brilliant. Um, You know, I was saying, you know, after I'd seen the first three or four rounds of the Shield competition. Um, the two youngsters, Will Pekofsky and, and Cameron Green, I was just saying, you've just got to get these guys in the side. I mean, that, you know, not just because they're a little bit younger, but they're actually, you know, if they do play, then they're, in, they're improving the side, in my belief. Um, obviously, Will Pekofsky's now got a, a hit on the head and he's going to be out for a, a little while. Let's hope he's okay for the Boxing Day Test match. But, yeah, Greeny's just a, a no-brainer. Um, and people are sort of talking about, well, he can only bowl sort of four over spells um, but as I mentioned earlier with Nathan Lyon he's always going to bowl a lot of overs and, and the other three quick, quicks are you know star quality so he's not going to be needed a lot. Um, his batting is superb, he plays spin well I've seen teams go short to him as well, he's obviously a tall batsman a lot of tall, tall batsmen don't really handle the short stuff very well but he plays it extremely good so um, absolute no-brainer for me. When, once we get these generational players coming through, I think if they're ready, in good form, then pick them straight away. So I'm glad he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think that's probably the right time for him to come in when he's in form, playing well. Uh, we're, we're moving forward in, in Australian cricket. Uh, it's the perfect timing. So, yeah, good luck to him. Um, and, and what about – there's a lot of talk about Burns. I, I wanted just to mention that. Uh, Burns – do you think he should be opening um, in this test match or do you, would you go for like a Wade or someone else? No, I can't see him playing, Jono. I, I know, you know, the coach and even Ricky Ponting, um, a few others have been really supportive, but I, I've seen him, you know, playing over the Shield matches and even, you know, seen his dismissals when he's yeah. been playing for Australia A and he, it's just... Unfortunately, getting worse for Joe. He's just not in a great space at the moment. Yeah, and I watched that last innings of his as well. Sorry, Blue, to cut you off there. Yeah. That, that last innings of his when he changed his technique, pretty much mid-game, uh, to you know, back and across to cover that off stump. To me, to, to yeah. change that, it, it's obviously a lot going on in his mind at the moment. He's thinking about it way too much. Um, I still would like to see him there, but it's, it's pretty hard to pick someone when they're not playing well. Um, his form for Australia has been decent enough, um, but 
I don't know. I'm a little bit torn on this one. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. Like, we, we all like Joe, um, and at his best, he's, he's certainly good enough to be in the side. But you can just tell sometimes when someone's just, you know, not. Unfortunately, I've been there myself a couple of times as well. And, and whether it's your game or mentally, you're just not quite with it. So mm. I think, you know, they'd actually be doing him more damage than good by playing him. Um, and, you know, if it was someone like a Steve Smith or a Virat Kohli and they had that sort of preparation going into the first test, then, yeah, you would pick them. But, you know, Joe Burns isn't in that quality of player, so I just don't, don't see how they can pick him. When India were here two years ago, Australia's biggest headache, obviously aside from missing their two best batsmen in Steve Smith and David Warner, was how do you get Chiteshwa Pajara out? He scored three centuries, 521 runs at 74, but more than anything, he just chewed up so many balls and absolutely wore our quicks into the ground. How do we get Pajara out this series? Oh, jeez. Jono might be a better one to run than me. <laughs> no, he um, looks scared. Far. There's fear in his eyes at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's the, he's the modern equivalent to Raul Dravid, isn't he? The wall mm. um, for India. Um, yeah, I think he's just one of those guys you've just got to, you know, I don't think you can blast him out. He's, he's not one of those players that, you know, if you go short to him, it messes his feet up too much, I think. You've just got to be relentless to him and, and hope that, um, you know, you bowl a really good ball that gets through his defences or he makes a mistake. I mean, you just got to bowl, I think, good ball after good ball and, and hope that's good enough. But, you know, he's he's done it over a long period of time, so he's definitely a quality player. But I reckon, you know, if it, if I was in sitting inside the Australian camp, um, I'm not sure they'd be coming up with anything rather than just, you know, trying to bowl good channels, hit the top of off stump and, and try and wear him down. I don't know about you, Jono. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you can blow his front pad off early. Uh, he can just pl- plot it there a little bit. So if the ball is just doing enough, um, like a Mitchell Stark um, early on um, could blow that front pad off. But you don't get too many opportunities with him. He, he is like yeah. the wall and uh, he's a new age, yeah, Raul Dravid. So, um, yeah, you, you, you are a chance early, but he's a bit like, um, you know, when you when you play against Sachin, Tanduka or, or Virat Kohli, if you don't get them early, uh, look out. Yep. They're, just, they're just there to score runs. Yeah, that's right. So I suppose, you know, that, and, you know, he's, he has nicked off in the past as well. So I think, yeah, you've really got to, as you said, John, if you, if you can't get him out, swinging the ball back in or moving uh, the ball back into that, you know, Pajara in the, the first sort of eight to ten balls, then you've probably just got to hit that channel just outside off stump and try and get him um, nicking off. Now, before we let you go, do you have any predictions for us this match? It obviously goes without saying 42 wickets with the pink ball for Mitchell Stark. He's going to be absolutely key as well as Nathan Lyon. He'll send down a lot of overs. But aside from those obvious ones, have you got any predictions for us for this mouthwatering test match that gets underway tomorrow? Yeah, I really like us. Um, I think, you know, just looking at the vibe of, you know, the interviews of Justin Langer, Tim Payne, uh, a couple of other key members of the side, you can see a real um, confidence and a real excitement in their voices. Um, but I think they're really happy with the guys that have been here in Adelaide. Um, the ones that didn't play in that Australia A game have had some great preparation under lights, which I think is a massive advantage going into this test match. So um, obviously Coley goes home after the first test match, which is, you know, a huge blow for India. Um, and it's pretty much, you know, replicated what happened to us two years ago with Smith and Warner not playing. So 
Um, yeah, I, I really like it. So I just like there's a real confidence about the Australian team at the moment. So I, I see us giving India a bit of a touch up this test series. Yep, I agree. Um, just one, one more, Bluey, uh, before you go. Uh, it's, it's, it's um, not about the Australian team, but Callum Ferguson. Ferguson. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on his career. Uh, just before we go, I just thought he was outstanding. Obviously, a little unlucky with with injuries and should have played a lot more. But um, you knew you knew him quite well, um, or know him quite well. And um, yeah, what what's your thoughts on him uh, retiring? Yeah, well, you know what, John, I know that last. Shield innings where he made, I think he made 98 or 99. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere, you know, high 90s basically summed up his career. <laughs> yeah. So close yeah. yet so far. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had a knee reconstruction before he played first-class cricket and then he had two more during his career. Yeah, um, I heard one of I them go. Really he was playing in that, yeah, that game. Treated. Yeah, really harshly treated. You know, played one test match um, and then was dropped. So, I, and in white ball cricket, he averaged 40 at a pretty good strike rate. So, yep. um, you know, a combination of injuries and timing, that sort of thing, just didn't, you know, allow him enough to play for Australia. But uh, we all know, mate, he's a quality bloke and um, he'll be sadly missed, unfortunately, but all, all good things come to an end. Yep. Well, Greg, we look forward to hearing your thoughts on the coverage live and free on Channel 7 getting underway tomorrow. Thanks so much for your time on this podcast. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me and I can't wait for this test series to start tomorrow in Adelaide. It's going to be a ripper. Greg Blewett, former Australia batsman there. Now, Mitch, Greg has got us covered with the stick, but of course you are our pace expert and you're here to put the fast in the Fast and Curious podcast. So I'm keen to get your thoughts about the preparation for the quicks. We've spoken a little bit about how interrupted it's been. That's 2020. Suck it up. IPL finishing in mid-November. How do you think they've gone about upping their loads when they've had such restricted preparation time? Oh, look, uh, they've got plenty of staff and uh, that are around and, and they're looking at all this stuff. So um, uh, the guys know what they're doing. They'll be bowling a fair bit in the nets. Um, that's pretty much all you can do. There's been a couple of uh, Australia A games where guys have, have played. Uh, you know, just you just have to find ways uh, in the net sessions. So it's whether it's bowling a couple of different spells, a, a spell of five and then come back a bit later or go for a field and then come back a bit later, bowl a spell of four or five again, go off again, have a bit of a bat and then come back and maybe bowl another short spell. Um, that's how it sort of it sort of happens. So um, the bowlers are pretty switched on with that. They know their bodies. Uh, they'll be... Um, I think I saw her actually, they, they were doing a, a centre wicket not long ago and um, was actually Cummins bowling a fast leg, leg break, leg. they called it. <laughs> yeah, I um, saw that on Steve Smith's Instagram story. That was brilliant. How do you play that. this? Yeah, um, just that late swing and that, that's mm. what happens with the pink ball and, um, you know, a lot of plays and misses. So, but yeah, the, the workload that they'll, you know, they know what they're doing, that they're, they're bowling plenty in the nets and they'll be right. With someone like Pat Cummins, I mean, he's our winks out of the thoroughbreds. Yep. <laughs> he is the number one in the world. He's also had a, a big history of injuries. Um, yep. And obviously we saw him have about an eight-year gap between matches for Australia. How much of a concern would that have been? Obviously they sort of had to let their players go over to the IPL. We know he was on a big $3 million deal. Then he helped Australia seal the one-day series and then was rested for the rest of the um, T20s in the last one-day. A lot of backlash from Shane Warne saying Australia duties take priority over the IPL. Um, but 
how do you think that decision would have been reached with Cricket Australia, knowing that these players are going to be in bubbles for seven to eight months? Do you think it was the right call for him to miss those games, have a few days off and then come back with the red ball in hand? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're in constant contact with each other, the, the, the physios and the, the coaches and the players. So they, they are talking and, and with Cummins, I'm sure um, that they've been speaking a lot. Um, for me, as a bowler, it's actually it's actually harder for you to stop start all the time. So I think because of this year, it's been very different. It's been more stop starty than than any season. Um, when you're bowling continuously, your body is actually used to it. Fluid and, and yeah, you get and rhythm. Exactly. And I noticed that in my last two years, just playing T Twenty cricket, I had big gaps between playing for the Scorchers and playing um, overseas in India. And I actually became sore because of that because I wasn't able to keep bowling. So um, I can see what they're trying to do there, uh, that they are trying to look after him. Maybe he has pulled up a little bit sore because of that stop start, or, or maybe it's just the plan that they had and that they're sticking to it. So there's always going to be criticism from some somewhere. So uh, the guys know how to deal with that and, and they know what they're doing. Like I said, they know exactly what they're doing uh, with 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 their bodies. Um, Pat Cummins, from an injury point of view, I'm not worried about you know back issues or anything like that anymore with him. I haven't for the last couple of years. After since how many balls he sent down in the Ashes, I think we realised his ability yeah. to back it up. I think even the first season or season and a half, he came back. You could just tell like he was working into it and he's got himself back to, you know, well, he's actually at a point now where his body's good. He's backed off his pace a little bit. Um, he kills, he still can like step it up if he needs to and he's worked on technique, worked on strength, he's worked on um, getting fitter uh, and he's bowling a lot. So all those factors come into it and I think he's um, – yeah, I think he's fine. I, I don't have an issue with guys having a bit of a break. It, it is a – there is always a talking point because it is – you shouldn't miss the Australian games. What about IPL? But It's a bit of a – at the risk of saying the cliche, it is a different year. It's – in a normal year, of course, you need a no-objection yes. certificate. You can't go to the IPL and miss Australia matches. But in a normal year, the IPL has a no-objection window. So nothing yep. clashes with it. Yeah, so this exactly. situation hasn't been presented before. Well, it was actually probably better that he went over to play because, um, well, it would have been no cricket beforehand. Mm. So um, I think it, it works out better this way. So I have no issue. Mm. With the MCG Boxing Day test, that notoriously being a flatter wicket, do you think we'll see any bowling rotations? Do you think we'll see an extra seamer brought in like a James Pattinson or do you think we'll stick with the Cummins start Hazelwood combination alongside Lyon? Maybe another spinner. Could be a, a second spinner involved, possibly, but it's hard to break that, Is that combination a up. Mitchell Swepson? Yeah, but where does he fit? That's the thing. Like, you, you can't. Don't drop Cam Green. Well, you, no. <laughs> well, Swepson can't bat, so I don't think. I'm not like Greeny anyway. I think Greeny's pretty good. So, yeah, look, it's, it's pretty hard to change that combination of Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood, unless, yeah, they see something different and. They think it's it's going to play two spinners and spin a lot more. Maybe that is an option, and it's been talked about in the past. Um, but then they go back to the you know the three quicks and a spinner and and maybe an all rounder. So yeah, it's um it's it's become so flat because of the the drop in I think, and and drop in pitches are so different to your old uh, old pitches that you know have been there for for a long time. So the, the drop ins are, are quite compact. Mm. Um, they can only make them a certain depth. Uh, the pitch depth, so it, they do compact, I think, and over time they just become so flat. 
uh, which has always been a bit of an issue, uh, a bit of a, a worry. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even just for the uh, for the contest. Yeah, but I mean, as a bowler, you, you don't like it. But when you when you're out there playing for your country, you just you've got a bowl on it, so you're finding ways to to get players out. Um, it's yeah, you still bowl your short ball if you're a fast bowler. Um, you're still trying to swing the ball. You're still trying to get that reverse swing by bowling a lot of cross seamers to, to rough up one side of the ball or um, guys throwing it at the stumps, um, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame it's become so flat. For me, like a really good pitch, a good contest between bat and ball, like the pitches like in the past have been really good where you have the, the quicks of – being able to swing the ball or maybe just do enough with the ball early, bit of bounce and carry. Um, the, the worst thing about Melbourne actually <laughs> is the first – I've seen it so many times where the first ball has bounced through like on the bounce of the keeper and you just go, this is not good. <laughs> and you're this like, is going to be a long five days. It's going to be a long five days. <laughs> and it's happened so often. But I'm hoping that it's a good pitch and you have a little bit there early on and the spinners come in later and the quicks can bowl a little bit of reverse and – just that good even contest between bat and ball, but uh, it's it's a great place to play as well. Let's not forget that. Um, to be able 30, to play, thousand fans as well after a really tough year for them. I think it's it'll be really good. Could have played in Perth. <laughs> Don't get started. <laughs> <laughs> We've got heaps about international cricket here. Not nah. um, okay. Just quickly before we move on, <laughs> do you have a player to watch for us for this Test match? Uh, I'll ask you this ahead what of would each you like, test: a, a bowler, a batsman, or just anyone. Um, I would like whoever your player to watch is. No, taking into account the conditions. So clearly your player to watch at Adelaide Oval is going to be very different from the MCG, the SCG with the different yeah. conditions. Oh, definitely. Um, I'd like, to, I'd like well. to say green because I'm really enjoying watching him play at the moment, but I don't want to put that extra pressure on him. Um, so I'm going to go Stark just because it's a pink ball and he's just devastating. And I think um, – he might score some runs as well, but yeah, it's more so with the ball. I, I, he does like to swing, doesn't he? Yeah, when that ball swings and he's got that pace and he's he's up and about and really positive with his body language, um, I think that's that's the best start. And, and he probably hasn't started that well this season. I think there was uh, it, it probably wasn't as consistent as he would have liked to have been early on. But in, just in needs the one to days, narrow that gap, doesn't he, between his best and his worst? Yeah, in with the white ball, it can be too far apart. Yeah. And I, uh, bit wayward sometimes with what he's trying to do with it. Yeah, I think, well. But that's what you get with Mitchell Stark. He's exactly. you know, either devastating or sometimes he'll have a day that he'd rather forget, but you know that eight times out of ten he's going to be really damaging. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's just part of the game. And when you bowl as fast as he does, it, this your radar's not always going to be on, but when it's on, it's 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 exciting to watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we have covered the fast. It's time to put the curious in this podcast. So we've done a call out <laughs> on social media for questions. We've had quite a few. So I'm keen to get your thoughts, Mitch. Um, and if needed, our producer Josh will jump in. If you ramble on too long, he'll <laughs> he'll play a sound effect to show you. I'm not you sure off. he can hear us. Is the crackle in his ear? Yeah, What's he is crackle? digging into a box of uh, marvelous <laughs> creations with the popping candy in the background. So if you hear a bit of white noise, <laughs> that is Josh. Um, all right. So questions. Number one, do you think Cam Green should focus on just being a batsman and not try to push his bowling at the risk of further injury? Uh, good question. I think his batting is outstanding at the moment. 
Uh, I think what they're doing with him is, is not bowling him too much, and I think that's a good plan. I think at 21, there's always potential of injuries. And, and I go back to Pat Cummins. He was 19, and he's in the spotlight. Everyone's watching him. He's playing for his country. Uh, he breaks down. A lot of guys at that same age are breaking down. They're just playing it away from the spotlight. So it's a tricky one. It just depends on what he wants to do. Does he want to be an all-rounder? I think being an all-rounder is, is a – amazing uh, position to be in. You, you get to bat, you get to bowl, you're in the field. You, I look at Shane Watson and what he did for Australia. I think he did an outstanding job uh, for his country. It's it's one of the hardest jobs, I think, in the in the team, being a an all-rounder because you're always switched on. But it does interest someone like Cam Green who's just so hungry to be involved in every contest, in every facet of the game. Exactly, and it gives him a spot, a better opportunity, I feel, as well. Um, yeah, he can bat and he's, he's done well with that, but I'd like to see him still bowl and just work on it. I think there's no rush with it. Um, like I said, the, the bowlers that are there, Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood, uh, and Green can come in and bowl a few overs here and there, and I think it works really well. As a bonus, than, yeah. yeah. And then as time goes on, we can see what happens. It, it, it might... He might go, okay, well, maybe I don't need to bowl and I can be just a batsman. He's scoring heaps of runs or all the other way around. Who knows? You talk about the short spells. I had a chat with WA bowling coach Matt Mason last week in Hobart um, for an article I'll do in the West in a few weeks' time. And he said that after Cam's latest back stress fracture, he said, oh, if I get another one, I'm just going to pack it in and just be a batsman. And yep. May said he, he nearly cried. He said, no, no, don't do that. That would be such a shame. You're too good. You can't throw it away. So I think that has definitely played into the decision to um, stagger his return to bowling so slowly. And um, Matt, in conjunction with the CA staff, like Cooley and everything, they've really said, let's take this slowly because yep. if he breaks down again, it might be enough for him to go, well, if I can hold my spot as a batsman, I may as well do that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good call. Like, I think – and it's a pretty big call by him at such a young age. Um, but I guess, yeah, that if, if you're not really into it and you don't really want to do it and, and you're getting these back problems all the time or injuries. Um, you You'd know, start to think, well, start to bat, think, yeah. just batting is better than no cricket. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not because he <laughs> he's got pace and he's got height. Yeah. And that's what I think they like about him. He's, he's, he's good, very good. Mm. Uh, next question. What do the Scorchers need to do to get back to their competitive best? Uh, what do they need to do? I mean, well, we're watching – it's T20 cricket. Uh, um, it's a tough one. Like there's some some games that you might just miss out on. A little bit of luck uh, doesn't go your way. Um, I think the game I watched the other day, it was – yeah, it wasn't great. Um well, I don't you think know. six for 70 isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say it was the pitch, like it was maybe it was just holding up or something, but I don't know. Like, oh, I, I really don't know. Like T20 cricket to me is you have plans, um, but I think it's just getting the right balance of your side and just backing it. Like, you know, you're going to have days where, yeah, the luck doesn't go your way, but it's just, it's still finding ways to, to win moments of the game. And I don't think they're doing that at the moment. They're not, not... I look at Berendorf bowling the other night to Sean Marsh and beat the bat a few times. and So it was close on three so occasions. So close. Uh, but everyone looks at that and goes, oh, how good's that? Like bowling really well. And it was good by, you know, Dorf hasn't played for a long time. Mm. So it was good to see him back. But I think maybe deep down he knows that he should have got a tiny bit fuller. Mm. 
that's how you're going to get the, that's the how mix. You get him. So um, it's just little things like that. Like, uh, yeah, it's win it's, the battle. Don't the, focus on the war. Yeah, kind of pretty much. It's winning those little battles. Yeah. Um, at, at each occasion. Yeah, like it. How many tests will India win? One. Which one? Uh, that wasn't part of the question. You don't have to answer. <laughs> I don't want them to have. SCG? Yeah, they can have SCG. Yeah. yeah. We'll give that to I don't want to know. I'll call Melbourne. Virat after we get off the recording and just say, hey, Virat, Mitch said you can win the SCG. He's not going to be there anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he'll be with his new baby. Uh, and last question that uh, we've, all we've got time for today is, do you like Adam Voges as a coach? Well, I've never been under him as a coach. I've been under him as a captain, straight out of 19s actually. Um, and he was a very good captain, very good mind. Uh Played a little bit of Australian cricket with him as well. Played some state stuff. Um, as a coach, he's finding his way. He's he's passionate about it. He's got a good cricket brain. I think the first season he came in was a tough one for him because it was out of happened pretty quickly. And Justin, you know, had built up a, a pretty strong bond with a lot of players. Uh, you have to feel for him as well. Coming yeah. in with those shoes to fill. Yeah, but I, I know that. Uh, Adam is doing things his way now. He, he's got a good process in place. It, it's going to take a little bit of time. It doesn't just happen overnight. So he's learning on the go. And I mean, he's gone basically from a player to a coach. Yeah, like, straight away. A st- um, a and we've seen how level. difficult that can be. Michael Klinger at the Renegades last season. Yeah. It can so be really hard. It is. I think in a perfect world, he would have had an extra season under his belt to transition had Darren Lehman not stepped down. I think JL was always going to replace him, but after yep. last yep. year's Ashes. Yeah. So it probably and forced him into the role quicker than even he was expecting. Yeah, definitely. And, and Adam was doing a, a few things outside with other coaching. Uh, under 19s coaching, I feel, and, yeah. And you have to go – I think you have to go through that process because yeah. you, you learn a lot. So he's he's learning a lot mm. uh, at the, you know – the, at the first class level now, so tough level to again, learn at though. You're really is. under the microscope. Well, again, it's like like the players, these young players coming through, like Green. That they're doing it at the highest level. That mm-hmm. they're still learning. Like he's still learning at 21. I was learning at 27 when I first came into the yeah. test team, and probably in grade cricket before Ex- like, exactly for six so, years before going into the test squad. Yeah, I think he's going. I think he's 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 the right man for the job. It's just. Just be a bit patient. Give him a little bit of time. T Twenty cricket. You, you can't just judge someone on that. Um, he has won a fifty over title last year. Yep. So that's probably a good start for him. Start filling the trophy cabinet. I'd like to see more more shield shield wins, um, shield titles. I think it's a twenty one year drought heading into twenty two years. Uh, and so I think, I think they've placed a real focus on that with their contracts this season. They've definitely. made no secret of it. Yep. Um, recruiting Cam Gannon from Queensland last year's leading yep. wicket taker. So. Hopefully. So there be. he has a he has a process. He's got a plan, a plan in place. Yep. So I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. But um, and, I, and I like the fact that he has that focused on um, shield cricket. I think that's a real, really good sign for me. Mm, yeah. Well, it's been great to get your thoughts um, and hear from the fans. You can submit a question via the Westport Facebook or Twitter or at Mitchell Johnson 398 on Instagram for your chance to be featured in next week's episode. Mitch, it's pick 11 time which means it's time for you to share your expert knowledge on our free cricket league, which you are actually the face of. So Mm -hmm. I do expect you to know this competition inside out. To get the most out of your Pick 11 team, it's time for our Tab Touch Picks of the Week. Now, I want to start with the openers. We've seen some pretty mixed results so far. We saw Darcy Short, Marcus Doinis and Josh Phillippe all out for 
naught in their opening clashes and then going on really big in their next games. Uh, a 70-odd yep. for Darcy, a 95 for Flip, probably f- threw away a chance at a maiden big bash century and I think he knew that in the nervous yeah. 90s. Um, would any of those batsmen be a pick for you or would you sort of look to somebody with a smaller price tag who's maybe a bit less under the spotlight? Uh, well, I like Flip. I- I'd keep him. Um, I think he, he does a great job. Darcy Short, I mean, he's had some great performances in the past. Um, maybe. I think he's got 12 player of the match awards from 45 games. There you go. So. <laughs> he's a hard he, man to When he's on, yeah. he's on. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I like Sean Marsh. <laughs> Here we go. So this is. This is a, I've, I've not picked him in a, in a, a test team, but I'd have him. As an opener in there. So yeah. you want him to stay out of the test team for the benefit of your pick 11 team is pretty much what you're saying. You're putting words in my <laughs> mouth a little bit there, but sure. Well done. I'm not <laughs> falling for it. <laughs> All right. Now, um, how about the bowlers? Peter Siddle on Tuesday night, getting better with age, is made in... BBL Pfeiffer. It's always nice to see. His grey hair. Michelle. Oh, what is with that hairdo? It's bleach blonde at the moment. <laughs> that was the thing. What is like, he doing? Ago, Has he eaten too many bananas? I don't know. Yeah, the blonde thing was in. Like there was a lot Did of people. Did you ever that, flirt with no, the blonde? No, I've had blonde tips when I was younger. Maybe it wasn't good. I've, I know in February you made a guest cameo in the boundaries for bushfires match. Maybe in the next charity game you play, we could um, see you roll out the white hair. No, and I've only just got out of my wheelchair since. <laughs> That game as well. It was my only back. nine months ago. Yeah, no, the back was done. Um, no, there'll be no. Well, I will play charity matches again, but maybe I just won't as step it up a gear when your partner <laughs> hits me for six over my head, and then the next ball has to be a little bit quicker. Hey, if it's all for a good cause, yes. Well, <laughs> can't take yep. the competitive yeah, fire sure. out yeah. of you. So, out of the bowlers, <laughs> has there anyone? Has there been anyone who has impressed you so far? Oh. Uh, there's been heaps. I think the bowling's been pretty good, to be honest. Um, Faulkner's been good. I've enjoyed watching him uh, swing the yeah, ball again. Yeah, he's got his swing back. Have you seen, though, the bowling to Daniel Sams the other night for his 65 off 25? I did see that. Seven knee-high full tosses on leg stump. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, the bowling's been good. Yeah. That was on a silver platter. I didn't see that one, but. You didn't miss much. No. Um, ben Loughlin But I still that. like him. Yep. Uh so um, who's the other one I've had down here? Um, I had Peter Siddle, you know, just it, it's you good just to like have the Sids. Old guys. I think he's, he's pretty crafty. Yep. Um, Coulton Isle has been impressive. I think he's probably got a bit of anger going on there and he's uh, not too happy with not things going that on. Away. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Coults. Uh, but Daniel Sams is another one like that I had on there, just a lefty, mm-hmm. good to watch. Bowling well, hitting the ball well, had some easy shots to hit, but but like still, you say, you've still got to make the most them. of them exactly. Yeah. And that that guy, I, I, yeah, like I said, I didn't, I saw bits and pieces of it, highlights. So um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty poor bowling, but um, you still got to get it over the boundary. He scored about ten runs on the offside, I think. So they they definitely gave it to him where he wanted. Yeah, um, O'Keefe is another one. Sock. Yeah, the old sock. Not bad. Have you picked a player except for He's saying brown you like at the fit, moment. <laughs> except for saying you like flip. Have you picked a player under the age of thirty three? Uh what about Jack Wildermuth? Okay, yep, that yep. brings your average down. Yep. Age average? I don't know ages. <laughs> well, I'm I just can on... I can tell you that Sauce isn't twenty one. <laughs> oh, isn't he? I thought he was. Yeah, well he plays like he is. 
like a fine wine. Yeah. Well, they are some great pick 11 choices, um, plenty to look forward to in Heaps. our free cricket competition. So make sure you submit your team every week. Now, that's all we've got time for today, Mitch. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week to wrap up all of the action from the Adelaide Test Match. And until then, have you got any prediction that you'd like to leave us on or, you know, a peach to leave us with? What's your... Any uh, thoughts or have you shared them all already? Oh, Virat Kohli, first ball duck. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cop so much for that, I bet you. You reckon? Oh, yeah. But wheel it out if it actually pays off. He'll try and hit it through cover. <laughs> He'll swing away late. I think it'll be like a, a Hazel, uh, Hazelwood will open with with Stark, I'm assuming. And I reckon he's going to swing. Hazelwood f- likes bowling to Virat these days. They've, they've got a good plan to him, so... Um, yeah, that'll be good if it comes Th- off. There you go. Massive call. You heard it first. First ball duck here at <laughs> Coley from Mitchell Johnson. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've been brought to you by Tab Touch. Make the most of summer. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1800 858 858. Enjoy all of the action of the first test starting tomorrow at Adelaide Oval Live and free on Channel 7. And we will be back next week to wrap up all of the action and preview the second test. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Fast and and The Curious with Mitchell Johnson and Bonnie Rayner. Subscribe for weekly pods over the summer of cricket and remember to send in your questions to Mitch before the next episode. Listener.